is City Journal Midday News with Chris Moyer, Arielle Richards and Oliver Lees. Victoria has recorded 14 new COVID cases overnight and eight more deaths, keeping the state on track for a further easing of restrictions on Sunday. Today's numbers bring the 14-day rolling average to 25.1 in metropolitan Melbourne and below one in regional Victoria. Nine of the 14 new cases are linked to known outbreaks. Five are under investigation. Premier Daniel Andrews says Victorians' efforts in driving numbers down puts the state in a good position. The amazing work that Victorians are doing is what's driving these numbers down and this strategy is being successful. It is delivering the outcomes that we wanted. In fact, it is has us in a position where I think we are ahead of schedule. Australia's leading doctors and nurses say the federal government must act now to avoid further COVID-19 outbreaks in aged care settings. Organisations, including the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Federation, have told Prime Minister the nation can't wait until the Aged Care Royal Commission findings are released to fix the systemic issues such as staff-to-resident ratios in homes. Federation spokesperson Annie Butler says it's up to the federal government, not the states, to address the industry's long-standing problems. We've known about these problems for many years, but together we've been calling on the government to fix these issues for two years. Had we done that earlier, we could have prevented some of this tragedy. Premier Daniel Andrews is set to take the stand at Victoria's final hotel quarantine inquiry session later today. He follows three ministers, including Health Minister Jenny McCarkos, denying responsibility for key aspects of the botched program. It's hoped his attendance will finally clear up whose decision it was to use private security to guard returned travellers. Mr Andrews faces continued pressure from the federal government over his handling of the crisis. The federal government's $550 coronavirus supplement will be halved as of today. Food Bank Victoria says the support payment reduction signals a return to food insecurity for thousands of Victorians. The Victorian Premier has announced an $11 million boost for food relief services to ensure vulnerable Victorians have access to healthy food as supports wane. But Food Bank Victoria CEO Dave McNamara says while the funding is a good start, it won't solve the problem caused by low welfare payments. Some of our agencies are experiencing over 300% increase in demand. So that's with these job seeker papers. And I'm already getting people ringing saying, you know, for the first time I've been able to pay my bills, buy fruit and veg. So I think we are going to experience a significant increase in demand across uh, the whole of Victoria. Public hearings for the National Redress Scheme begin today. The teleconference will listen to survivors of abuse which occurred in institutions across Australia, including sports clubs, hospitals and foster care. The public hearings will address shortcomings of the scheme's operations, including a lack of access to the scheme for Indigenous Australians and the possible impacts of COVID-19 on delivering redress support services. The scheme's mandate to protect survivors from predatory legal advisors who've been known to target them for financial benefit will also be discussed. The redress scheme was a key recommendation from the Royal Commission into institutional responses to child sexual abuse. The School Strike for Climate will host its Global Day of Action today, protesting 
testing the federal government's backing of gas-fired power post-pandemic. Caitlin Cassidy reports. The lawns of Parliament House are being covered with protest placards in a virtual protest calling for a climate-led COVID-19 recovery. This year, the school strikers aren't looking for huge crowd numbers, but actions. In Melbourne, a live Q&A and Instagram concert will go ahead in place of socially distanced protests. 13-year-old school strikes organiser Ella Simons says the government needs to fund her future, not the gas industry. Gas can't be our solution because it isn't a solution at all. This is a point we're stopping at that is totally unnecessary and will cause a lot more destruction rather than going straight to renewables. More than 500 individual COVID-safe gatherings and online events are planned throughout the day, from Alice Springs to Hobart. Caitlin Cassidy, City Journal News. Families who lost their homes in Victoria's last bushfire season are taking the next step to recovery. The Victorian government has announced $15,000 for those affected by the fires, on top of $25,000 handed out in August. Temporary accommodation is also being built on bushfire-affected land, as more than 2,000 homes were destroyed over the Victorian summer. Those eligible for the housing will pay a flat residence fee equal to public housing rates. So far, 10 houses have been built with more on the way. Rescuers are working to free the survivors of the mass whale bleaching on Tasmania's west coast. So far, almost 90 animals have been saved out of the more than 450 that became stranded earlier this week. Only about 20 of the pilot whales are still alive. It is believed to be Australia's largest mass stranding on record. Researchers say Australia's thousands of unused mines could be given a productive new life. A Monash University research team has created a database of more than 80,000 unused mines across the country. The study suggests many of the sites could be transformed into valuable assets, such as lakes, carbon farms or waste dumps. Lead researcher Mohan Yelashetty says the potential is great. There are a lot of environmental issues, there are a lot of social issues, but we can convert them into opportunities rather than we, you know, saying, oh, this is an issue, but we could, we could potentially be making use of them. New research shows fire and logging have caused a severe cut to the number of hollow-bearing trees used by endangered Australian wildlife. The Australian National University warns continued logging of large, old trees will only aggravate the habitat loss. Lead author, ecologist David Lindemeyer, says Victoria's animal emblem, Leadbeater's possum, is among those under threat. The vast majority of possums and gliders are declining quite sharply. Species such as Leadbeater's possum are declining as a consequence of the amount of logging in the landscape and the rate of decline of large old trees. Now to sport with Chris Moyer. Tributes for former Australian cricketer Dean Jones have flooded social media following his sudden death yesterday. The 59-year-old was in Mumbai commentating for the Indian Premier League when he went into cardiac arrest in his hotel room. Jones played 52 tests and scored over 3,600 runs during his career. Cricket commentator Jeff Lemon says there's a profound sense of shock in the cricketing community over Jones's death. 
Dane Jones is part of a, a pretty recent memory for Australian cricket, that early 1990s period when the one-day game was king and when huge crowds came into the MCG and the SCG. And In the AFL, Geelong's Patrick Dangerfield will make a record-tying eighth appearance on the All-Australian team and has been named captain for the first time. Dangerfield is joined by Lockie Neal in the lineup. Neil's won both the AFL Players Association's Most Valuable Player Award and the AFL Coaches Association's Champion Player of the Year Award. And the number of spectators allowed at French Open Games has reduced again, following a rising second wave of coronavirus cases in France. Just 1,000 people will be allowed at the Grand Slams matches, a drastic reduction to the originally slated 20,000 cap per game. Now to weather. Showers today, a top of 12 degrees. Showers easing tomorrow, 13. A possible light shower on Sunday and 14 degrees. This has been City Journal Midday News with Chris Moyer, Arielle Richards and Oliver Lees. 